You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. This call is being recorded. On today's show, we are going to be speaking to Kat Corchado. Kat spent the first 20 years in the Air Force raising her son as a single parent. After retiring from the Air Force, she started a business in fitness and Pilates in Boston, Massachusetts. After moving to Charlotte, she started a new career with her husband, Peter, in real estate and is currently working on a project that will help veterans through their transition from military to civilian life. Welcome, Kat, to Women Who Triumph. Thank you for having me. Kat, Women Who Triumph are stories about women who have plowed through barriers and come out on the other side. Can you tell us your story of your triumph and the fire pit and the fires that you've actually had to go through to be the successful woman that you are today? Absolutely. Um, I was born uh, into the military. My father was military. And I had a penchant towards sports. So I was very sports oriented. My brother was, my father was. And I had a talent for track and field. So my whole focus for probably up until the age of 15 was getting to the Olympics. Unbeknownst to me, um, that dream was never um, realized. And I became pregnant at 17 years old at a time when being pregnant and not married was just not cool. And so it dashed my, my pride. It dashed my hopes. When you've had nothing but one dream for a long, long time, you don't know what else to do. And so I kind of just didn't really know what I was going to do with the rest of my life because I'd never thought of it. My goal was go to the Olympics, win some medals, and then do the rest of my life from there. So now not only did I have to worry about me, now I had to worry about another child or another mouth to feed. Since being born in the military, I went back to the only thing that I really knew, and that was the military, the Air Force. And no one goes into the military 
you know, thinking I'm going to do 20 years. They're like, oh, I'll go in. I'll kind of think about what I want to do. And then after four years, I'll get out. But what a lot of people don't realize is that while you're in the military, you're also living your life. You're having children, you're raising children, you're, you know, going through life just like anybody else who isn't in the military or who doesn't wear a uniform. And I said, well, stay in long enough to raise my child. And I did that. But by the time I did that, I only had about five years left before 20 years. And I remember calling my father and saying, wow, you know, hey, they've got a 15-year retirement. You know, um, can I, you know, do that? And he said, no, stay in and get your full pension, which is what I did. Although that wasn't the news I wanted to hear. <laughs> and so it was just, you know, when you become a parent, it's all about, it's not about you anymore. It's about that child. And I had to make a shift from being this young-minded person into I'm a mother now and how does that look for me? And I met my husband when I was in the military, Peter. We've been married for... 23 years as of this past February. And Congratulations. It, well, thank you. And it's, it's been a journey. But I think the one thing is that when I look back on some of the most difficult times of my life, when I thought I'm never going to get through this, and I look back and I go, wow, I'm so much stronger than I thought because I'm here to talk about it now. Yeah. Kat, can you share uh, with us, uh, you know, one of those stories? People think in the military that, you know, oh, you're giving free food, free housing. Um, but when in reality, there's a lot of people in the military who want food stamps. And I remember I'd have my paycheck and I would pay bills and I'd buy what groceries I could and I would have about $10 left. And there was a time when I would go buy groceries and I would make sure that my son had, you know, his a proper meal, the vegetables and everything. And I would be eating maybe salad or soup or something. And my son would say to me, mom, aren't you hungry? Why aren't you eating? And I'd say, well, you know, mommy's on a diet or mommy's not really that hungry. But when you struggle and so hard, and I didn't, you don't want your child to know how hard it is for them. You know, you want to say, hey, it's all good. And I didn't want it to have to worry. But when you see things that you want to get and you can't because you have that one little lonely $10 in your pocket mm -hmm. and you can't and you don't dare spend it because it's a long time between paydays. And it's just really, it's hard. And people don't realize um, that people in the military struggle. And I had one child. So you can imagine if someone has more than one, maybe they have mm. three and they're right. actually on assistance. Mm, that is, that's, that is really sad. Um, you know, that our military, our veterans and our military actually has to go, you know, on government assistance um, when they're, you I know, that is very sad. Thank you, Kat, for sharing your story. We need to take a real quick break. 
when we return, Kat will share more of her story of how she went from fitness trainer to real estate and her project helping veterans through their transition from military to civilian life. Whether you are at the end of your rope or have already let go and landed in a place you feel you can't get out, I will have you believing one thing. You can. In life, we get to make choices. You choose the life you want to live. You get to say how it's going to go. We can choose to create a life we love, or we can choose to suffer. You have a say in how your life is going to go. First, you have to face them, and we all need a little help from time to time doing that. Visit my site, fixandrise.com, and receive a complimentary motivational ebook today. Welcome back to Women Who Triumph. We're speaking to Kat Cotrado, who on um, being a single mom in the Air Force. Kat, can you tell us how you went from the Air Force to fitness trainer to real estate and now your project uh, for the veterans that in transition? Absolutely. When I was in the military, one way that I thought of having extra money was a part-time job. However, Part-time job means part-time hours. And I didn't have four or five hours to get to a part-time job. So I used to take these classes at a certain fitness center and the instructor was getting ready to leave. And she, and I was one of those people, I was the annoying person who was right behind the instructor and did everything the same way the instructor did it. Okay, I don't know if you've ever had anybody like that. Like, oh. I'm laughing because, you know, I was an instructor at one time, and I, I know exactly what you're saying. Okay, yeah, that was me, you know, had to be right behind the instructor. And she was getting ready to leave because she was in the military, and she turned to me and she said, you know, would you, are you interested in, you know, teaching a class? And I thought, sure, why not? And so it kind of started there. It was an hour here, an hour there, um, you know, on weekends or, you know, before my son came home from school. And so it was perfect for me. And so I stayed in the fitness industry um, while I was still doing the Air Force because it was just extra money in my pocket. I found a way that I could make some extra money and not spend a whole lot of time away from home. And then I found out how much I loved it. So I went from teaching. Okay, so this is going to date me a little bit, but I was teaching classes when there was just high impact and low impact. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. how old, that's how far back it goes. <laughs> and then, you know, the natural progression to then it went into step and, and then now you have all these different genres of fitness. And then eventually went into personal training. Um, my last tour of duty was in South Carolina, Charleston Air Force Base. And I retired at that Air Force Base in uh, April 1st, actually. And I remember my husband saying to me, he said, well, where are we going to live? And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, let's live in Massachusetts. And I said, it's cold in Massachusetts because that's where he's from. And so we ended up going to Massachusetts. And it was probably a great uh, move for us because I got to see a whole different part of fitness that works on a really huge scale. I mean, it was a all in one, all inclusive kind of uh, club. And I did eight years there and my husband and I looked at each other and we said, we can't do this anymore. We can't, <laughs> this weather's just getting to us. 
So we moved to South, or, I'm sorry, to North Carolina because my husband got a job offer. And I'll never forget how he, 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 the job offer, he called, he got the interview and they said, you have the job. How soon can, can you be here one November? Now keep in mind the interview was on the phone and it was mid October and they wanted him to be there by one November. Oh, wow. And he said, well, we'll have to think about it. He goes, we can't do this. I go, yes, we can. I said, we're military. We can do this, you know? And so we put a plan together. We got the house on the market. We're doing, needless to say, everything came to Charlotte. And uh, my husband was just very, very unhappy working where he was. And I kind of just said, you know what? You really need to find something else. I don't care what it is. I'll support you. You just got, you know, you're not happy doing it. And he pretty much Hit, you know, had like three different jobs and I came home, he goes, Hey, I think I might get in the So all I heard was real estate. He said real estate. And I was like, Oh, I actually network with someone who's in real estate. So they started talking and my husband came home and he was just really happy. And I said, uh, Oh, that, yeah, that's great. He said, well, you need to go talk to him. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. He said, no, just go talk to him. I'm like, okay. So I go to talk to him. And my husband said, what do you think? I said, I think it's great. I think you should do it. He goes, well, what if we do it? And I kind of sat in a chair with my arms crossed and my, my arms folded and my legs crossed, like convince me, you know? And I don't know what it was he said, because I can't even remember to this day. <laughs> and I said, okay, but if we do this together, we have to find the right class. But, and we did, you know, it's kind of what, when you know, you're kind of on the right path. It's like being on an escalator. It just, you know, what about this? And then you find it. Now, what about this? And then you find it. And it just kept taking it. It's this, just right there. Um, forward, right there. And so we both got into uh, real estate, which we've been in um, ever since. And when I first got out of the military, there wasn't that whole rah-rah thing like there is now for veterans. You know, I remember going to my first interview and I said, oh, I'm I'm a veteran in the military. And the woman actually said, oh, that, that's cute. I'm, I'm happy for you. And I was like, what? So mm -hmm. I didn't mention it for a long, long time. And it was only up until after 9-11 that people started really kind of appreciating what veterans have done and have done since then. When I started actually talking about it, because I thought, you know what? Not everybody does 20 years in the military. And not everybody puts that uniform on and says, I want to volunteer, you know, myself to help my country. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started telling people that's what I did. And then the more I kept thinking about it, I thought, you know, I really want to help veterans, but I really wasn't sure how, you know, and I thought, well, sure, I can sell them a house, but what else can I do? And so I started thinking about my time in the military, which was how the, the, um, sponsor project came about because in the military, when you go from one base to another, you have a person, a sponsor who shows you around, you know, shows you what the base is, shows you the surrounding area and helps you get acclimated to the area, gets you whatever it is you need so that you can start to feel comfortable where you are. And that's great if there's a base nearby, but in Charlotte, there are, their veterans are scattered all over the place. So if you have a veteran who's coming to Charlotte, they don't know the area, they don't know what to do or where to go. Sure, they're military, they could figure it out, but I wanna help that process. 
So I want to help them transition not only from military to civilian, but through every transition. So they come to here, you know, to Charlotte, maybe they need a job. I can hook them up with people in my network that might be able to help them. They might transition from an apartment to a home. I can help them there. They might transition from one home into a bigger home. So you never know um, what the transition is, but I'm hoping to help them through whatever that transition might be. Yeah, and, you know, I think that is absolutely so needed. And, you know, I remember my son uh, was in the you know, Marine Corps, and he was in there for four years. And the transition that he went through from when he, you know, came home to civilian life, it took him quite a long time. And, you know, I do thank God that my husband, you know, was a Marine Corps also, you know, ex-Marine Corps veteran, and that mm-hmm. former Marine Corps, excuse me, he always corrects me on that, former Marine Corps, not X. <laughs> and uh, you always Once a Marine, that. always a Marine. I know, that's what it says, former, not X. <laughs> but I thank goodness that, you know, he was there, uh, you know, know, knew what our son had went through in order to help him, you know, through that transition from, you know, military life to civilian because it is very tough. It is, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just not tough on the veterans. It's also tough on the families um, that, you know, what that watch this transition. So, you know, I love what you're doing and, uh, and, and, you know, I praise you and I honor you for that. Thank that. you. Um, so Kat, tell us, you know, if you were to had something to say to your younger self, uh, you know, for me, I always say, you know, that is when we are most vulnerable in our, you know, preteens, teens, you know, early 20s. Um, what would you say to yourself, you know, now, then? I was a worrier as a child and a, and a young adult. I worried about things that I had no control over. I worried about people who didn't like me for whatever reason, because I thought everybody's supposed to like me because I'm a likable person. Um, I would tell my younger self to not worry because it's, it's a temporary situation most of the time. Not to worry, to breathe through it, and to realize that not everybody's going to like you, and that's okay. And to just realize that you are you and be proud of who you are as a person. Let that shine. I think so many times women, especially young girls, we tend to hide who we are really so that we're likable, so that boys will like us, so that we fit in. You know, celebrate your uniqueness. That's what I would say. Celebrate who you are, your uniqueness. If you're one of those girls that loves math and numbers and Go for it. You know, get out. I want to hear about you when, you know, you have that scholarship and everything. I think that's wonderful. I celebrate those girls that and those women that said, you know what? I don't care what everybody else thinks. I'm going to do me. So Mm -hmm. do you and be proud of it. I love that. I mean, you know, just, you know, be yourself and stop worrying. You know, I love that. Now, how can listeners, how can listeners get a hold of you to learn more about you and, you know, what you have to offer and your project that you're working on to help veterans in transition? Well, they can call me or email me. Um, My number is 704-806-5771. And my email is C-A-T, 
24 at kw.com. You can call me, email me, either way. Um, if you have questions, I'll be more than happy to, to answer any questions you might have. And, um, you know, I love talking to people. You know, so if you're up for a coffee, let's go do coffee. Let's chat, you know. Um, I just love just relating to people and talking to people and finding out who they are and, and helping them any way I can. Mm -hmm. Or lemon tea like I have, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, thank you so much, Kat, for sharing your story with us today. Whether you are at the end of your rope or have already let go and landed in a place you feel you can't get out, I will have you believing one thing. You can. In life, we get to make choices. You choose the life you want to live. You get to say how it's going to go. We can choose to create a life we love, or we can choose to suffer. You have a say in how your life is going to go. First, you have to face them. And we all need a little help from time to time doing that. Visit my site, fixandrise.com, and receive a complimentary motivational ebook today.